today on Transforming Lives. tells us that there were four men, four men with leprosy. And God used these men to bring about a mighty deliverance to the the children of Israel and to bring about a mighty deliverance and, and cause abundance of provision to flow into their lives. The Bible says they, they, these men said to the, among themselves, why should we sit here and die? If we remain in Jerusalem, we will die. If we go to the, arm, the Syrian army, we might die, but maybe they might allow us to, to live. Welcome to Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Harvest Intercontinental Church in Alexandria, Virginia. Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia is a multicultural, missions-oriented, disciple-making church with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Reverend Obadiah Swen for today's message. Amen. Matthew chapter 8, verses 1 to 4. At the count of two, we'll all read together. One, two. When he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said unto him, See that you tell no one, but go and show yourself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. We bless you, Lord, because you are faithful and true. Holy Spirit, we pray that you will quicken your people, give them hearts to believe, minds to understand, and wills to obey. We thank you for all that you are doing by your spirit. Be glorified, be magnified, be lifted up. You are a good God. You are a faithful God. Lord, we bless you for all that you are doing by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. T.L. Osborne shared a story that um, happened to him in one of his crusades. And um, he said that um, on one of his crusades, um, there were, I think, seven or eleven people, um, men with leprosy, that came to the crusade. They came from a leper colony, and they um, um, came to his crusade uh, because they had heard about the healing and the miracles that were happening to the crusade. He said when they came. When you look at their skin, their, their skin were all deteriorated, um, their, their hands, their, their feet, their faces, and all of that. And he said he and his wife stood on the word of God on this particular passage where the Bible tells us that Jesus said to this man in Matthew that I am willing and touch him. And so he and his wife laid their hands on each of those men and prayed that God by his spirit will heal them. Um, after they prayed, not, it seems like nothing happened. Um, the, their skin did not just, you know, change supernaturally. Um, um, 
they, 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 were, they looked the same. But they went home. When they went back, I think nine or ten of them was healed within the next week. They were completely healed. The other two that was there, it took about almost a, about a year or so, and then they were completely healed. He said when he went back. But what he, he shared in that testimony is that when we face a, a challenging situation, we need to stand on the Word of God and believe that the Word of God is true. The Bible tells us in this passage that Jesus was coming, and if you, if you read the chronology of this um, um, story, Jesus had just come down from the mountain after preaching on the Sermon on the Mount. He has taught the people about how to live, how a believer is supposed to live. And the Bible says when he was coming down the mountain, that's when this man with leprosy came. Now this man knew that Jesus, or he probably had heard that Jesus could heal. He knew that Jesus had the ability to heal him. He knew that Jesus had the power to heal him. But what he was concerned about, that Jesus was, might not be willing. And the Bible tells us in this passage that Jesus settled it once and for all, that it is his will that we are healed. Amen? And so it's very, very important for us to know that it is the will of God that he healed. The Bible tells us one of the commission that Jesus gave us in Matthew chapter 10, verse 7 and 8, he said, cleanse the lepers. Amen? So that was, that's a command that Jesus gave the church, that as we go and preach this gospel, when we come in contact with people who are sick or who have uh, 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 um, um, disease, uncurable disease, incurable disease, diseases, we can believe God that God is able to heal them. Leprosy during the, the Jesus' time was one of those incurable diseases. When people got leprosy, they were uh, um, taken away from their family, they were put uh, isolated because the disease itself was contagious, and um, so they were taken away from their family, so there was an emotional distress. Um, they, they were also not allowed to go into the temple, so spiritually there was a problem there. They were uh, um, uh, um, they could not work. They could not uh, um, stay among the people. So there was a they are, were reduced to begging. Um, so there was a financial problem also, and then physically the bodies were deteriorating. They were dying. They, it was like you living and you are decaying. Amen. And the Bible tells us that's what this the, uh, um, Jesus is saying to us that we should be ready. There is a story in, in Second Kings about four men with leprosy. Um, you remember the story uh, um, when um, the, the Syrian king, uh, um, uh, um, they encamped around um, Jerusalem and they, they besieged Jerusalem. And, and so one, one of the things that they, they, um, they, 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 they did was that because of the, the siege of Jerusalem, they were not, uh, um, there were no food going in and out. 
and what what was happening was that the 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 the, the, the country itself, I mean Jerusalem itself was besieged and so it was difficult for people to experience food. And the king went to the prophet um, Elijah and said to Elijah, why is it that God is not making a, 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 a difference? Why are, are we having problems? Because he heard that people were eating their own children. Um, and so it was, it was a, a, a devastating situation. And the, uh, Elijah the prophet said to, to the king, he said, tomorrow and for this time, God is going to turn the situation around. And the, the general that was with the king said, even if God opened the windows of heaven to pour out blessing, it would not, it, it's not possible. And then Elijah said unto him, you will see it, but you will not eat of it. Amen. But then the Bible tells us that there were four men, four lep men with leprosy. And God used these men to bring about a mighty deliverance to the, king, the children of Israel and to bring about a mighty deliverance and, and cause abundance of provision to flow into their lives. The Bible says they, they, these men said to the, among themselves, why should we sit here and die? If we remain in Jerusalem, we will die. If we go to the, arm, the Syrian army, we might die, but maybe they might allow us to, to live. And so the Bible says they got up and they decided to go. And as they were walking towards the Syrian army, God used their footsteps to sound to the army as a mighty army coming. And the Syrian army got afraid and ran. And when they ran, these men with leprosy went to the camp and they saw the whole place was deserted. And they, they, they saw the, the loot, the, the gold, the silver, the food. And they, they began to eat and, and enjoy themselves. And then they realized, they said, wait a minute, this is good news. God has done a great thing. Let us go and tell the people. And they went and told the king. And the king sent to check it out. And when he checked it out, indeed the army had left. And so they, they went and Jerusalem and the children of Israel had a, a great a provision because God provided by using people who quote unquote were diseased, were uh, 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 sick, they didn't have any, they were beggars, they were isolated from their families, they were cut off from the temple, but God was able to use them. It tells us that God is uh, concerned about our every need. God is concerned about everything concerning our lives. Now, when you read the book of Leviticus, where the Bible talks about leprosy and all of these different things, leprosy is one of those diseases that the Bible talks about that it causes the skin to deteriorate. And God wants us as believers to bring relief to people. Now, during the Bible days and during Jesus' days, days it was... a incurable disease. There are many incurable diseases today and God still wants us to believe him that he is able to heal those diseases that are incurable. Amen. There is nothing too hard for God. Just like Jesus said to this man, I am willing be thy may whole. Jesus is saying to everyone, if you are sick, 
whether or not the doctor says that that disease is incurable, Jesus is saying that the power of God is available to you to bring healing and deliverance. And he is willing that you may be healed. Amen. Jesus wants to cleanse us to cleanse the lepers. He commanded us to do that. And he suggests his love and his mercy for every one of our needs. Socially, economically, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and every need that we may have. He wants us. Uh, um, the, the, the other command that, that the Bible talks about is that Jesus said, raise the dead. Say it with me. Say, raise the dead. Raise the dead. Now, um, um, Benson Idahosa, the, the Archbishop Benson Idahosa, uh, um, shared a testimony that um, how God used him to raise the dead. He said um, he went to to visit his um, uh, um, that was his future wife. They were not married at the time, but he went to visit her. He and one of his friends um, they had a Bible studies in the. Um, uh, um, in the neighborhood and they were encouraging people and at the time um, um, he, he and this late, they were, he was not dating her but he was acting as her big brother because and, you know he would share the gospel to people in the community and the, a lot of people would laugh at him and, and you know but he was trying as much as possible so he went to visit this, this girl and her family and when he went to visit them the entire family was there. They they were crying, you know. And so he asked her what was the problem, and she said that her uncle baby had died. She was sick with um, fever, and they tried everything. And um, even they, they went to the medicine man. They went to the witch doctor. They tried all of the different. Went to the hospital, and nothing happened. And the baby died. And so the baby had died that morning. And so when Benson heard it. He had that righteous indignation, and he said to the father of the child, he said, I believe that Jesus Christ of Nazareth can heal your child if you will allow me. I mean, can raise your child back to life if you will allow me to pray. And the man, also, he didn't believe. None of them there believed God at the time. And he said, okay, go ahead. And so Benson and his friend went into the room where the child was. They put everybody outside and they pray for the child. And after a few minutes, after they pray, the child sneezed. And the entire community was amazed. And many of them gave their heart to Christ because God raised the child back to life. Um, uh, uh, Randy Clark shared um, a testimony. He said one time he was sharing in um, teaching from Matthew chapter 8. And as um, seven and I mean Matthew chapter nine, I mean ten, verse seven and eight, where the Bible talks about the commission, the same passages that we're using. And he said, as he was teaching, he was reading the scripture, and he came to the place where the Bible says, where Jesus commanded, raise the dead. And so instead of saying it like the way he, he raised his voice to say, heal the sick, and you know he. He, he said, raise the dead, but he said it slowly. And then he said, he heard the Spirit of God said to him, you are ashamed of that, aren't you? And he said, yes. He said, God, I'm, 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 I'm trying to, to um, get to the place where I'm confident 
to see the sick being healed. And you are saying that we should raise the dead. Uh, um, I'm not even confident about the healing of the sick. And I'm not seeing a lot of the people that we're praying for healed. And you are talking about raising the dead. And every time I see this passage, I'm concerned because it's not happening in my life. And, and so he say he heard the Spirit of God specifically said to him, Don't ever bring my word to your experience. Don't ever reduce the effectiveness of my word to your experience. Teach my word, preach my word, and trust me that I will back my word. He said, well, he, when he, he got that revelation, he, he decided to teach on raising the dead. Now, he himself at the time had not experienced anybody being raised from the dead, but he had heard of different people who God had used um, that had raised the dead, people who he are, uh, they are partners with, um, Hardy Baker and their ministry. They have seen you know, hundreds of people now you know, being raised from the dead. And so he taught concerning raising the dead because he had um, um, interviewed some of these people who God had used to raise the dead. He, 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 he shared concerning it. And in his teaching, he, he shared concerning how Jesus raised the girl, um, um, Jairus' daughter from the dead, how Jesus raised the young man who from mean, the, the widow from mean, her son from the dead, how Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. And every one of those people that Jesus raised from the dead, if you notice, Jesus commanded them to get up. The, the girl, he said to the girl, little girl, I say unto you, rise. Amen. The, the, the man, the young man, um, from, um, the widow's son, Jesus said, young man, I said unto you, rise. Lazarus, he said, Lazarus, come forth. And so he taught concerning that, he said, um, and some of these other people who I experienced, the idea of raising the dead, they, they also shared that there is a, there is a greater evidence of power and faith. You have to come to that place in that level of faith to trust God that God is able to do it. But you have to command. You have to declare. You have to uh, demand on God. And so he shared. He taught it. He said after he went back to that particular town and he had two testimony of two separate persons who God used to raise the dead. Now remember Randy himself God had not used him to raise the dead, but he taught about raising the dead. And when he went back, two separate persons shared with him concerning how God used them to raise the dead. The first man was a, 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 a man who his son was knocked down right in front of him. The, the son was playing, and there was a car row, and his son was running on the car row, and he ran in front of the car. And the car knocked him down and he was pronounced dead. But when this man saw it, he, that was, I, I think that was either his only son or, or, or his youngest son. He got so mad and he jumped on the boy and he refused to allow the paramedics to carry him. And he began to call him and he remembered that Randy Clark said that when Jesus raised the dead, he commanded the people, the dead, to come forth. And so he called his son. He commanded him to his son. 
to come back and then all of a sudden the son came back to life. Another lady shared she was the grandmother of this young boy and he fell. Um, and when he fell, he, I think he either broke a portion of his, either his neck or something, but he, he died because they, the ambulance came and they put and and this the the work this woman said she got on him and she started to call him she was in the service also she started to call him to come back and then he nothing was happening and then she said to him look young man I said your grandma said come back yeah <laughs> he came back to life amen so and so God is still raising the dead we have to believe God we have to trust God. He said, raise the dead. God wants us to trust him and to believe that he is able to do it. You see, the Bible, the, the, the Greek word for raise means to awaken. It means to rise from your sleep. It means to, 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 uh, 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 to ri uh, rise from um, arose from, from obscurity or inactivity. Amen. And, and the Bible tells us that when Jesus raised the dead, he, he did it trusting that God had power. In fact, when Jesus was at Lazarus' um, grave, Jesus' prayer was that, God, I thank you that you always hear me when I pray. Amen. So Jesus was confident that God will hear him when he prays. And we need to believe God and trust God that God wants us to stand and to believe him and to act on his promises. Amen. God wants us. In, in, in John chapter 14, Jesus said, he said, Most assuredly I said unto you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, ye shall do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go to my Father. And whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, I will do it. What is Jesus saying? Jesus is saying as believers, the same works that he did, we can do. And greater works we can do because he is, is was going to his Father. Now Jesus is seated at the right hand of God the Father, the place of authority. Amen. And so the Bible is telling us that we can dare to believe God. We can dare to stand on the promises of God. We can dare to believe that God is faithful, that God will hear us when we pray, that God will honor our word because it is not us, it is the word of God that we are declaring over people, over the sick, over those with terminal diseases, over those who are, are dead. God is saying to us, he has commanded us to preach this gospel, and the power of God, the manifestation of the power of God is to bring men and women to him. When people see the power of God, they turn to God. They believe God, and they turn to God. And they want to experience the grace and the power of God in their lives. Smith Wigglesworth shared a testimony concerning how he was called um, to pray for a lady who was uh, um, about to die. And when he and his 
friend went to, to pray for, for this woman. Um, as they were praying, she died. I mean, um, she just gave up. And so his friend began to, to, to whine and said to him, Oh, you, you came to pray and the woman is dead. The woman is dead. And Smith Wigglesworth said there was a great anger or righteous indignation that came into his heart. And he picked up the woman from the bed and carried her across the room and put her on the wall and said to her, In the name of Jesus, I command you to walk. And then he left her. She, she slumbered down. And he lifted up her again, put her on the wall and said, I command you to walk. And then all of a sudden she opened her eyes, sneezed and opened her eyes. And then he asked her what happened. She said, I was, he said, why did you bring me back? I was all the way in heaven. I'm in rejoicing. And I heard my name rise up and walk in Jesus name. So why did you bring me back? Amen. But that's, that's what God does. God is faithful. Thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Friends, we are excited that you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. So please write or email us at Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia, 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandria, Virginia, 22309 or admin at com. We encourage you to join a good Bible-believing church so that you can serve the Lord with other believers. If you live in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. metropolitan area, we invite you to worship with us at any of our services. On Sunday at 11 a.m., our contemporary worship service. On Wednesday night, our Bible study at 8 p.m. A Friday at 8 p.m., our intercessory prayer meeting. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you. God bless you. This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia. We are located on 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandria, Virginia, 22309. Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m. Contemporary Worship, Wednesday at 8 p.m. Bible Study, and Friday at 8 p.m. Intercessory Prayer. For more information about Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia, and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at harvestersvirginia.com or email us at admin at harvestersvirginia.com. Mm-hmm.